Hello and welcome to the Naked Unicorn Podcast. I'm Jason Sorotin and today we're going to be talking to one of our animators, 3D animators and all around nice guys, David Hickson. David, how are you today? I'm doing pretty good. Man, thank you for joining us um, today for everybody's benefit. Today is April 9th, and we are all in quarantine due to the coronavirus pandemic. So I'm in my home studio, and David is at his house in uh, Georgia. David, for, for everybody's benefit, can you tell us what you do at ECG Productions? Well, I'm uh, sort of a generalist animator with a focus on 3D animation. Basically, that just means that I do all the different, uh, whatever animation needs to be done. Um, I'm one of the animators that people come to, but if it's 3D animation, I'm like it. Yeah. So <laughs> He's the dude. He's, he's I'm the, the dude. He's definitely the 3D animation lead. All right, David. So where were you born? I was born in Pasadena, California. Oh, no shit. I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, I lived out there for, I don't know, about, about six or seven when we moved. I actually went out there a few years ago just to take a look at the place again. And I, I like went back to our old like church and everything just to take a brief look. And uh, yeah, it was like a lot of good memories, but you know what's really hard wanna, to remember a lot of it. You want to hear yeah. something mind-blowing and you can look this up later. My grandfather was one of the largest developers of Pasadena and ended oh, up really? going to federal prison. His name is Stanley Sorotin. Look up Stanley Sorotin Pasadena. Uh, I'll look that up. <laughs> yeah, it's it's interesting. Um, he also used to be a talent agent. It's crazy. Um, but yeah, he ended yep. up uh, stealing from a bunch of people in Pasadena and then running out of the country and then being arrested. <laughs> wow. <laughs> when he returned, when he ran out of money. Uh, but that's another story. So you grew up right. in Pasadena. What drove your parents to – why did you end up in Georgia? Where, where, where well, it's, it's a bit of a long story. So my dad actually worked at JPL, the Jet Propulsion Laboratory, which worked with NASA. And um, cool. he's a space engineer. So he did systems engineering on space stations and other cool stuff. But your dad's um, a space engineer? Yeah, he, he was. Um, oh, that's awesome. It's very cool. So I, I have this affinity toward space and space travel and uh, astrophysics and all of that stuff. I absolutely love it. Um but what happened was his job transferred over to the NASA headquarters in Washington, D.C. So he took like a year to test the waters. And after that year, we moved to Washington, D.C. area. It's actually uh, Fairfax, Virginia. And we stayed there for, oh, I don't know. My parents are still there. I'll just say that. And Your parents uh, I've are still been, in D.C.? They are. Um, they're, they're actually in the process of trying to move. I mean, with the pandemic at the moment, it makes it more difficult. But... Uh, they're actually looking at moving uh, to where my sister is living right now, uh, which is in uh, Columbus, Ohio. But um, right now they're still there. Uh, he actually worked at NASA and he worked at several other government agencies and private companies, all with space engineering and satellite engineering, other things like that. Wow, but, that's crazy. How'd you end up in Georgia? So after like 30 years, uh, <laughs> I'd gotten married and I had gotten a degree in animation, but it was technically it was digital art with animation in as like DC? a side. Uh, it, it was in a school there called uh, George Mason University. And it's a, it's, it's a good school, but their art program was a little lacking. because that's they're where focusing you met your on, wife? That's where I met my wife. Yeah, we no both actually shit. went to the same classes. So yeah, we, we met there. Um, we ended up, after I graduated, we got married. And then we stayed there for a while. And I actually got a job working in D.C. at National Geographic Society. I did know uh, that. 
That was that's yes, really I, cool. I, it was hard to get animation work because, as I had said, the art side was a little more lacking, and I really knew a lot about Photoshop. But the animation side, I did not know nearly as much as I should have known. So I managed to be good enough with um, Photoshop that I got a job doing image editing, and that led to National Geographic. So that was really cool. But then after the uh, economic collapse in, what was that, 2000? Was it 2008? Yep. Yeah. Um, then that's when they started downsizing, and I was one of the first ones they downsized because I was a recent addition and was still under a contract at the time, so they just let the contract expire. It was the easiest decision for them. Right, so, of course. Of course, and which so, was really so then, annoying. And then you you came to Georgia to go to SCAD? Exactly. We started looking at other schools to learn the animation, which is why I went to school in the first place, and we ran into SCAD. My sister actually hooked me up with a guy that helped me like find schools that people who do this sort of thing went to. So SCAD was one of the top ones I looked at. And when we went to the school, we were, we were rather impressed and we liked the area and they do have two campuses, one in Savannah and one in Atlanta. And after looking at the, uh, the rest of the city, we decided Atlanta had actual like jobs and Savannah was like, you're going to school there or you're working at the paper factory. So we were like, yeah, we're going to go to Atlanta. <laughs> and, uh, we've been here ever since. So, uh, yeah, I moved, I want to say it was like 2011. I moved over here. Yeah. So what's your most impactful childhood memory? Impactful childhood memory. Something oh. that you just can't forget it always comes up and it's been very relevant to your life i honestly i think it's it's like a combination of just times that i've spent with my brother and i because we're, we're identical twins and we would do stuff together all the time and we were a little more connected like than your regular sibling so we would uh change our clothing between the other person try to trick our parents we would do that all the time or we would um not on our parents <laughs> it worked with our teachers <laughs> we we would just uh have conversations we even had our own little twin language when we were really really young <laughs> that's crazy um and, but like to have a one impactful memory is really hard to pin down but i think just the time I spent with my brother was probably the most influential just because we still keep in touch all the time. And, um, it, whenever we can, we meet up, at, we try to meet up once a year. Hopefully that'll happen this year because it's in August. So hopefully by then we can travel again, <laughs> but we'll see. Um, yeah. So I think it's basically just family having time with my family and my brother and, uh, I do have two older sisters. Yeah, everyone's now living in different corners of the world. <laughs> What's the most dangerous thing you've ever done? Dangerous thing? Oh, dangerous. well. You're not a very dangerous guy. <laughs> uh, not not normally. I try to stay on the ground. I have done a lot of different sports, including Taekwondo, which oh, nice. um, I was lucky not to get seriously injured during that at all because I wasn't actually not very good. <laughs> I mean, look, looking back, I can say, yeah, I wasn't really that good, was I? Yeah. Um, uh, I've done a lot of other things, including um, a lot of dance, which you won't believe how much damage that can do to your body. And actually, a lot of that over time like affected my back. So now I can't really do much of any of that stuff what anymore. What kind of dance? Oh, I did um, tap dancing. I was actually... I was in the team that placed second place at the national tap dancing finals, I think in 94 at Myrtle beach. Oh my God. Do you have a tape? So, of that? 
Um, I, my parents might. <laughs> Please find that. I'll, immediately. I'll see if I can find it. Now, I, uh, we I was a did, clogger. Oh, you did clogging. Oh, that's yeah. pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, I also did jazz. I did ballet. For I a did long ballet time. too. Six years. It Two of my of friends essential. are big professional ballet dancers. My sister is technically still a choreographer with ballet and modern dance, which that's I also did crazy. modern. I also learned ballroom and swing. Jesus. So, um, a lot of it. <laughs> yeah, I would have never known that. That's fascinating. And I want to see it. I know that you've been having some knee problems, but I would I would love to see you dance. That would be that's fascinating. Did you ever do hip hop? I, I uh no, I can never see that's the thing is uh, my wife learned more of that sort of thing with like club dancing, hip hop stuff, and, and I never learned that stuff. So whenever she wants to go dancing with me, I'm like, I need like choreography <laughs> <laughs> you're not a good freestyle I'm, dancer i'm not a good freestyler no. <laughs> uh, what's the stupidest thing you've ever done oh man like i'd have to really there's so many of them <laughs> <laughs> what's one that sticks out in your head once when i was a kid i like tried to do um that that idea of like jumping into uh like on stage you jump onto your knees and i jump doing that and hurt myself doing it, which was not too bright. Um, I my did wife that did as well. We, that we have some weird, I think all of us did that. Yeah, we have some weird childhood. Well, I did it uh, in a talent show doing uh, Lionel Richie's dancing on the ceiling. Uh, okay. <laughs> That's cool though. What's the smartest thing you've ever done? Other than like marrying my wife, which was like, you know, pretty good deal there. Uh, it's a kind of both the stupidest and the smartest thing I did was going back to school. Yep. Because the smartest part was learning what I needed to learn, getting new skill sets, learning people skills, interacting with the community and um, socializing and networking. All of that stuff came from school. But I had to take out a private loan that had put me in debt for probably the rest of my life to do that. And that was probably the stupidest thing I've done. And if it was a hit or miss, I had to do one to get the other. Yep. Absolutely. So it's, and and it's like I, I I don't hate my school at all. I love SCAD, but I hate the fact that I have to pay that kind of money out for it. Oh my god, it was, SCAD is so expensive. Um, how did you end up at ECG? Oh, that was an interesting story. Um, so I was freelancing after I graduated from SCAD for a little while, doing um, animation, visual effects, because I had done a minor in technical direction, which is kind of visual effects oriented. And while I was doing networking doing this freelancing i was trying to find some gigs something that i could do and i ran into uh, a group of guys doing the 48 hour film contest and that year it was the 48 hour horror film contest because it was supposed to take place on halloween so we were they were trying to do a ghost story and they needed somebody that could do a uh, a visual effect on a ghost so i had just been at one of the film bar monday events when they were discussing this and talked with them and uh, it was actually a joystick downtown. And they're like, hey, you can do visual effects. That's awesome. Do you want to help us with our film? So I, I was like, sure. So I actually got to be on set. I got to help them set up how to do like the ghost disappearing and throwing something through the ghost. And then I got to set it all up on my own at home. I actually used Nuke to do that, something we don't even use at ECG, but it's something that I've been um, looking into. Uh, right now, we don't have a need for it, but maybe in the future. But it's, it was really fun to work on that. But then the actual party, the like turning it in and having a little after party was done at ECG. So I came for the party and I like ran into all you guys. I remember getting probably a little bit too drunk and commenting on how awesome your last name was. I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it was the part, which party was it? It was the, 
uh, uh, 48 hour film. Oh yeah. Party. We, we had all those people in and there were all the kegs and stuff. And then yeah, you, started, you yeah. worked on tsunami tuna, right? Yeah. So for the first thing I actually did with you guys after, cause actually what I discovered after that party was that my friend who graduated with me, Chad worked for you guys. And he kind of continued the conversation between me and the company and um, then you guys sort of said, hey, you know what, why don't you want to come on to one of our um, our shoots? We're doing a uh, George Stinney music video. And uh, so I was actually, the first thing I did was a PA on George Stinney. And um, I think it was P Dash was the artist. Yep. He passed and, away, actually. Oh, did he? I did not know that. Yeah, he uh, died I, in his, he was a truck driver. He died in his truck on the side of the road. I don't know how. Super. Oh sad. man, that's sad. It's, yeah, Bummer. I actually like that song. Sorry, yeah. everybody. <laughs> Life is but, precious. You know, go, go buy his album. It's actually I, I enjoyed it, but I'm yeah, I'm weird. Yeah, so you I know what his things. album was called? <laughs> it was P Dash. I think Ready to Die. Oh no. <laughs> yes, I know. Isn't that it's, crazy? Uh, it is. Um, but I, the music video was a lot of fun to put together, and um, after that they realized that I was probably better suited for, um, I guess, animation. <laughs> so I think I did a few small things and then Tsunami Tuna came on. And yeah, I was pretty much, it was me and Chad did almost everything on there. I know Trey did quite a bit because it was such a time crunch. So it was really the three of us. But I know that Ch I was working mainly on Trey's computer when he wasn't there. And then Chad was working all the time. So we were just grinding all collaborating, away grinding away. And uh, after that, um, it was a few months of just doing one or two small projects. And then Chad decided to head over to the West Coast, which is where he is now. And I just sort of stepped into place and I've been there since. Nice. Um, what do you like most about working at ACG Productions? There's so much. Like the people are so great. And honestly, not just like all the, the, the employees, but just like the uh, environment. The I feel more secure at this job than any job I've had. I feel people appreciate me way more here because I've always worked at big companies and I have worked at small companies, but they're like three people and it's not quite like you have a team. It's more like you're working on your own, but here it's like, I feel I have support. I have other people that are interested in what I do and are trying to like give me stuff to do because they think it's cool. But then I also have like, the feeling of appreciation from the company itself, from you guys. Like I know a lot of friends right now that uh, they're out of work because their company is putting everybody on hold during the pandemic. Meanwhile, you guys are like, we're not cutting anybody and we're keeping going and I'm still working. In fact, I still got some projects on my plate right now. So it's like, I feel much more uh, wanted here yeah. than most that's other great. places. Well, I mean, and that, and that's the goal. We can't, you can't run a great company without great people and you can't keep great people without being a decent fucking human being. You know, exactly. so like, we, exactly. we have to support each other and we don't want to lose anybody. And we believe that we are going to come out stronger and better through this. And I think that that's like the heart of it. It's, it's a, it's a really great place to, to, it is. And we have so many people that are sort of like that young and um, sort of like starry eyed. We want to just do this sort of thing. So everyone's so full of enthusiasm. 
Um, I'm actually one of the older employees and that's saying something because I'm not that old. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, but it's like, I, 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 the, the one downfall would be that I wish I had more in my department for 3D. I'm like it. So I don't have anyone to bounce ideas off of specifically for 3D or to pass off of. Um, but it does give me the chance to learn a lot of new things. Like I never knew how to do camera tracking before. And now I do that all the time. We've got a motion capture suit. So I'm in charge of uh, setting that up and I'm, I'm learning all this other stuff. So that, that plays into the generalist side really well. So I'm learning a ton of generalist animation and technical animation stuff. But when it comes to like the specialist things, cause I actually specialize in lighting and texturing. Right. I, I do get to do that, but I, it's a hit or miss whether I get to do it because not every project needs it. So. Yeah, exactly. And, and, you know, as we grow out the animation department, which, I mean, the need for 2D is so much greater currently. Absolutely. And, and, and I love and, doing 2D. Yeah, and 3D will, 3D will grow and I mean, we'll have more opportunities to, to get that. So th that that's on the way. Um, you know, from a client perspective, and you're really good about this. Like when we had the big um, visual effects society event, yeah. you're showing people around, you really get what the ECG experience is. Can you kind of like, from your perspective, tell the audience like what they can expect as a client working with ECG and what the experience <clears throat> is like? Oh yeah. Uh, so, well, I'm not like, that active on the production, like video production side, I do, I, I am pretty familiar with, I've done some work over there. So when you like sign on anything from like just getting an idea and flushing it out to, we need the final finishing touches and everything in between, we will handle all of that stuff. I mean, we've had clients come in with just a vague idea of what they wanted and then we'll like sit down with them and hash out what it is that they they're that they can get out of it, what we can do to help them. Um, and we end up making an entire, for example, Tsunami Tuna, we end up helping them guide where that was going to be going, what style they wanted, etc. And next thing you know, we've got a pilot episode finished for them, uh, which they absolutely love. So it's like, you know, you can do everything from animation to visual effects to, uh, you know, just an editing job. Like if you just want to do B roll or if you want to have a full crew, go outdoors and shoot something with a drone shot, we can do that. You know, it's, it's amazing how much stuff we're capable of at this company with, with not even, we don't even have like 50 people. We're like 20 people. 20, we can do yeah, all this stuff. Yep. Yeah. Um, hey, so, uh, to talk about the new office. Um, you know, we're, you, we just moved. Um, you've got, we've got this new space. Like, What's your take on the new space? To, to be honest, when, it, when we were first uh, starting to move over there, I was very skeptical because it looked kind of worn down and full of cubicles. But once, once you guys got everything built up, man, that place is amazing. It's so sleek and it's so nice. Uh, even my office, it's one of the bigger editing offices, really animation offices, but it's got that giant window. I was like, really nervous that there'd be people just staring at me all the time while I'm working. Cause it's like the entire wall is a window, but you know what? I love that because it's the people aren't in there all the time, but I get to look out and I get like yeah. a much bigger space. <laughs> it's pretty nice. <laughs> well, yeah, we wanted uh, to have, there's two animation suites that are attached to our conference room 
um, and you can see into them through the glass. And David's got full glass on his wall, his back wall, and Seth has um, a quarter glass on his wall. So it's just cool to be able. We wanted people to see where some of the cool stuff is happening. And animation's always so interesting, and people are always so curious about it. So it's nice to have it there. And David did a great job decorating his office. I love it. He's the one who turned me on to really wanting the hue lighting setup and helped me get set up oh, yeah. for that. I'm yeah, those are really cool. I miss my And office, I'm glad man. you guys... I miss it Oh, so yeah, much. so do I. <laughs> I'm really glad you guys let us like have our own little personal space and customize it how we want and even gave us a little bit to like set it up a little bit more so I got to get the good lighting in there and yeah. uh, that was super nice and I absolutely love the space. Uh, and it's so much bigger than our last space. Um, yeah, I, when I went in, square feet. That is huge. Uh, <laughs> when I went in briefly to pick up a package the other day we're doing all the social distancing stuff and so i didn't even see anybody there but i was surprised like we had painted the psych on the back already we're like we're getting ready for the next step we're not slowing down at all so that was unpainted last time i was in oh yeah and now it's all ready we are, so we, are like, not, wow. we are not looking at this as a time we are going to come out stronger it's going to be i'm i'm super excited to get back at it and you know i think this is when real leadership and strong, powerful companies, you know, it, it draw a line in the sand between who is really great and who's not. And I think through oh, this, yeah. we're going to show that we are really great and our team is so great. So David, I have three more questions for you. What right. is your biggest pet peeve? <laughs> I have so many. <laughs> uh, rattle off a few. Well, I really, uh, I don't like it when, uh, when people will say like certain things that are, it's a pet peeve of mine because of my history. And, uh, basically like, I don't like it when people are like, Oh, they think, um, I'm going to thank God that we were going, we're getting through this. I'm like, why don't we think the scientists and the doctors are doing this? <laughs> That's a pet peeve of mine. I yeah, understand yeah. what people are saying. I get it. And I totally agree with them, but I'm let's also annoyed that people are making. Right, you're saying let's, let's thank the, the people. Right people. <laughs> I think we need to thank the right people first. <laughs> this is a pet peeve of mine. Yeah. What's your biggest fear? Uh, fear. Right now, honestly, it's just the fact that the coronavirus is hitting this area, and actually, DC area is online to be a big next big hotspot. And both of my parents are living there, and also my oldest sister, who is 12 years older than me. So they are all within the uh, more at-risk age ranges. And yeah. my parents are actually both not of the best health right now. They're actually, they both need to go in for surgeries they were supposed to this year. And we don't know if this is going to happen until much later now. And it's just, I fear that something's going to happen and they won't be able to get the help that they need um, or anything like that. Like this could hit them or they could end up getting hurt and not being able to get help or <sighs> any of it. Um, it's, it's a real fear right now. Um, outside it, of that, though, it's a legit fear. Be, it is. But, um, outside of that, because I understand that this is not something we can do anything about except what we're doing now. And let me tell you, my mom was born ready for, uh, sanitizing stuff. She is like a germaphobe <laughs> for real. She cleans everything with Lysol. <laughs> so, so am I, and I got it. <laughs> if, if anybody is prepared, it's yeah, it's, she, she will be as prepared as she can be. So there's nothing more we can do to help her. What's so funny I, is I got it in quarantine because when we quarantined, my wife had already got it from someone in her family. Uh, and you and, didn't know. And I didn't yeah. know. And then, um, uh, but you know, everybody had symptoms. So I was like, oh my God. 
we have. I was afraid that I had it. Yeah, I'm still I know. Not you guys sure got tested. They wouldn't test us. We were lucky that they tested us, but I'm. I've actually done a little research, and these tests aren't 100 percent accurate. In fact, they're about 30 percent inaccurate because they've gotten a lot of retests for people that clearly showed signs, and the second test is the one that tells them that they have it. So I can't even say for sure that we didn't have it. So we were just playing it safe. Um, but yeah, we both had like some minor chest pains and we both had like a minor temperature, stuff like that. Like, like the lot, a lot of the cases are very minor and a lot of them are completely asymptomatic. So for about two weeks, we both experienced some level of, uh, symptoms, but there were minor symptoms. And even right. today I still occasionally get like a little something in my chest, but it's like the, the test came back negative. Right, so it could yeah. have been something else. But then it could have still been in. The test could be wrong. It actually didn't help getting the test because the tests aren't accurate enough. And it took like a week and a half to get the test results. Oh, so yeah. it, it doesn't it doesn't happen fast for sure. Okay. Yeah. So let's end on a positive note. So what yeah. is the thing you are most excited about for future David Hickson? For future David Hickson, most excited. Uh, honestly, I want to move into a house. <laughs> hey, that's great. Yeah, we're looking at saving some money with the place. We literally just moved into a two-story townhome um, apartment uh, right before this hit. But we moved here with the idea of saving money toward buying a house next year. Yep. So that's kind of the thing where we're looking forward. Hopefully we can still do that. I mean, honestly, if there's any silver lining for us to this pandemic, it's the housing market is probably going to drop and that'll make me able to afford one. Right. <laughs> I haven't been able to get one. So exactly. Well, I mean, George is a great place to, to buy property. So it is. And honestly, I was, you'll be, I good. was debating like living on the West coast, living up in Canada, living in Atlanta. And honestly, while they're all still good options for this industry, this is an, uh, this area is much cheaper and oh the God. industry is still very active here. And in fact, it's, as, at least as of before all this happened, it was growing very quickly. And there's a lot of animation and visual effects studios down here. I'm like, you know what? If we just get on the ground floor and we just build up our company, we can make this like the next hub. And a lot of people have the same idea. So it's like, this is not a bad area to just move into and say, it's a lot cheaper than moving to LA. Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. D David, it has been so nice talking to you today. We are so appreciative uh, for what you bring to the table, your level of passion, your work ethic. And it's just an honor to have you on the team. Thank you for taking the time to speak with me today. Uh, thanks for having uh, having me on. This is a lot of fun. And uh, it's, it's nice to be able to talk about something other than just basic like work, you know, oh, hell yeah, <laughs> or the <man>. pandemic. <laughs> I love getting to know people. This has been a really uh, fun thing. If people want to follow you on Instagram or Facebook and hit you up with an email, how can they do that? Uh, well, my email is basically hickson at ecgprod.com, H-I-X-O-N. It's like Nixon, but without an H because I'm not a crook. <laughs> I'm not a criminal. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> um, and then uh, you can actually find me on Facebook. It's David J Hickson, and there should be a public profile for that. And um, I just have an Instagram account. I think it's the same thing, David J Hickson, and I have a web page as well. It does need to be updated. It's out of date, but you can still go to it, and it does link to my stuff. And it is hicksonart.com. Awesome. On behalf of the ECG team and the Naked Unicorn Podcast, I'm Jason Sroden. Stay safe, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>